Welcome to Confidence and Creativity, a show where we encourage you to show up for yourself and express your confidence and creativity in business and in life. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you today. Let's get into the show. I am excited to welcome to the show Sherelle Moore Tucker. She is a corporate and community wellness provider who is the co-owner of Sage Holistic Health Center in Waldorf, Maryland, and she is also the creator of Mind Body Faith, a wellness and lifestyle brand rooted in faith. I invited Sherelle on the show to talk about all things wellness and also to give us some insight on how we can get visibility in our business through television. So Sherelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here to talk about something that I really, really enjoy talking about. Yes. (laughs) So glad to have you. So Sherelle, you are a wellness expert and you specialize in yoga and meditation. And I know that you got into yoga specifically after you were diagnosed with arthritis and your doctor actually recommended yoga as a form of treatment. So were you surprised when your doctor recommended yoga? I really was. Um, I come from a movement background, but I had never taken a yoga class before. I ran track. Um, I spent time in ballet. I was a cheerleader, so I was very much accustomed to movement modalities that where you exerted a lot of energy, very cardio in nature. So yeah, I was pretty surprised, um, but it was definitely something that uh, opened me up to wellness, moving from fitness more so to wellness, because there is a difference, and I believe that I'm in a, in a better space for it. Excellent. So what is that difference between fitness and wellness? Yeah, it, it really is a, a, a perspective. It, it's, it's the way that you look at movement and the attention behind it. You know, when it comes to physical activity, as far as like a boot camp class or exercise, many times the intention is to get the heart rate up, right? To, right. to, to fatigue the muscles, the body, um, in, in hopes of making them stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, as it relates to mindfulness and yoga, it's, that can be some of the, the benefits that you see on the back end, but that's not the intention of the focus. The focus is to bring more attention and awareness to the mind-body connection through using the breath and through movement. Got and it. it can feel physically exerting because, yes, yoga is a weight-bearing practice, so it, you are going to exert some energy, but that's not the focus. Got it. So you actually did your first yoga training back in 2010. So at what point did you think, I want to go into business, I want to create a business out of this? Well, it was really just a dear friend of mine that asked me a very simple question at work while I was going on and on about, you know, I can't wait until I retire one day so I can walk around and yoga pants and just teach yoga classes. And that was my retirement plan. And she simply asked me, why can't you do it now? 
Wow. And I had never thought about doing it while I had a full-time job. It was something that I always saw as something that I would do as in the next phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And so with that question, I began to slowly shift my mindset and began to imagine what it would feel like, what it would be like to uh, still be working full time, but began to move into entrepreneurship, beginning first to teach. You know, I didn't necessarily see myself as an entrepreneur per se at the beginning. I just saw myself as teaching. But as I began to uh, explore teaching that led to educating, that led to presentations and other things, and I found myself in the space of entrepreneurship. Wow, that's awesome. So how long have you been in business now and how has your journey been so far? Well, so I took that first yoga teacher training in 2010 and I started my business in 2013. So it was about three years, you know, it took me to kind of shift that mindset to really think, is this what I want to do? And I began to put the structure in place for a business and, uh, and the business was born and I definitely didn't see it prior to those three years, but that time gave me an opportunity to imagine what it would be like. I was really just concerned about having a full-time job and being able to birth something that was so near and dear to me if I could really balance the two. Right. And um, I made the decision to go ahead and move forward with it versus waiting till retirement. That's excellent. And I'm really glad that you shared that for people who may be in that decision phase where they're not sure if they're ready to start yeah. or they might think that they have to start quickly. You know, you're, right. it's really important to realize that when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, whether you're side hustling or, or you do decide to go full time, that process for everyone looks different and yeah. not being forced and feeling like you have to rush and, and go at a certain pace by a certain time doing what works best for you. You have to do what works best for you. I know many people that have quit their full-time job, became a yoga teacher. Some have success, some have struggled, Mm -hmm. some have reconciled it all. But you have to look at your family dynamics, where you are in a particular season, make the best decision for you. And so for me, it made sense for me to continue to work full-time, to use my job as my investment as I began to build my business. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you don't only teach classes. You're also, as you said, intentional about the education portion and the education component of wellness. And when it comes to yoga and meditation specifically, I know that you specialize in faith-based yoga and faith-based meditation, particularly from a Christian perspective. Right. And as a believer myself, I know that there are so many different philosophies about yoga and meditation and whether it's biblical or not, or whether Christians are supposed to do it or not. So how did you build the courage and the confidence to start sharing your perspective on that? Well, it definitely took some courage, and I didn't always have it in the beginning. In the beginning, when I began to share the benefits of yoga with my family, my friends, those in my faith-based community, I was told what I was doing was wrong that Mm. it was evil, it was demonic, and that I should stop immediately. And so being new to the faith, I I was raised in church, but I strayed away from the faith. And so I was rededicating my life to Christ when I was um, practicing yoga. And so I took about a year off and just wanted to reassess some things because nothing was going to jeopardize 
my relationship with God and as mm -hmm. I was growing and developing in my faith. And so I began to research. And when you start researching, you just Google something, you come up with a whole lot of articles. Right. So it was basically articles that said 100% this is wrong and articles said 100% this is right and you can do what you want to do. There was nothing really in the middle. <laughs> and so I, I kind of got a little frustrated with that. And then I began to question myself and, and through prayer and fasting, I said, God, why, why is this movement so different? You know, I keep going back to movement because that is uh, one of the more controversial parts of yoga. A lot of Christians don't like the names of the postures. They believe that the postures reverence a certain deity or mm -hmm. you're honoring a certain deity. So I go back to, to movement because movement is universal. Um, no one owns movement. God is That's the good. only creator. He can, he's the only one that can create it. And so I began to petition and ask God, why does this, why does this yoga practice make me feel good inside and out? And not necessarily just feel good, but I feel lighter. I feel less stress. I feel movement and shifts in my body. Remember I had arthritis. I still have arthritis in my back, but it was providing some level of decrease in pain that I didn't get from Pilates. I didn't get wow. from just exercising. It was just different. And I didn't know why it was different. Remember, mm -hmm. I come from a movement background. So I've moved a number of ways. So I'm thinking, right. why can't I just go back to dancing and feel this way? Mm -hmm. And what I began to realize, I began to shift and God began to show me the science of yoga. And so I began to go to websites like uh, National Institutes of Health. Mm -hmm. National Institutes of Minority Disparities, and I began to look up yoga and meditation. And that's where I found there was a lot of science and evidence-based research that talked wow. about the science of yoga. It has how it has a physiological, how it has these physiological benefits and physical benefits to the mind and the body. And so I began to dive into the science of yoga and why it makes you feel a certain kind of way. And that is where I began to reconcile me continuing to practice yoga and as it developed practicing from a faith-based standpoint now this is not to say people say well show me where yoga is in the bible mm -hmm. you're not mm -hmm. going to find the word yoga in the bible but what you will find is movement breathing the reverence of the breath and you will find this mind-body connection i can remember as a young girl my grandmother said don't worry yourself sick our ancestors mm. had so much knowledge and such a reverence for science, even though they didn't have the words to it, what she was basically saying, don't worry yourself sick. When you worry, when you are processing a thought over and over again, how it can manifest in the body. And mm -hmm. so as a kid, and even my father, we dealt with ulcers. So when you have a thought and you're not able to release that thought, it can manifest in the body. That's a mind-body connection. God created that. And so yoga puts the emphasis and the focus on that mind-body connection so that you can live well inside and out. And it's not about exerting muscles, but it's about that spiritual, um, that spiritual uh, component. It's about the mental component, and it's about the physical health component. And I believe all three components are owned by God, and he can redeem anything for his glory. And so with that, yeah. 
I can't, you know, God gave me faith in flow yoga. I use biblical principles, not traditional yoga philosophy or principles to help people to deepen their relationship with themselves and with God as mm -hmm. we reverence this divine co connection and this divine uh, creation that God has blessed us with. Wow, that was so beautiful, so beautiful. And I, I really like the importance, as you said, of research and exploring on your own. Sometimes we're so quick to draw conclusions just because certain people might say this is wrong or this is right. right. And just the importance of using your own expertise and your own insight in order to draw your own conclusions based on what you believe that God is leading you to do. So I think that's, that's really, really yeah, I, I think it's very important for me. I am not the defender of yoga. Mm -hmm. I am not trying to recruit or anything. As a matter of fact, some that say I can't get over the word yoga and I say, well, try something else. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it's not coming upon me um, to have you practicing yoga. What is more important is that you realize that there are modalities that can help you enrich your spiritual journey with God that are already within you. Yeah. Movement is within you. Breath is within you. And that mind-body connection is within you. Now, however you want to use a modality to express that or to experience that, it's up to you, whether it's Pilates, whether it's just a stretching class. It just so happens to be that my testimony is connected to yoga and meditation. And so that's what I share. That's awesome. So when you're talking about meditation, I know that some people may be familiar with Christian meditation, but for those who may not be, what does that mean? So Christian meditation uh, comes out of the Judeo-Christian tradition. It's not discussed a lot. I'm not really sure why, but there are various orientations to meditation. You have a secular orientation to meditation. You have an Eastern orientation to meditation. And then you have a Christian orientation. There are others, but those are the three that I focus on when I talk to people that are just coming on this journey. And so what it means is, is that Christian meditation is really about you with a desire in your heart to simply want to be in the presence of God. Mm. It's about learning how to rest in God and to opening yourself up in a way that God can do the inner work through stillness, through quiet. And I believe that a lot of people aren't even familiar with some of the different types that are practiced um, throughout various denominations, like centering prayer, mm -hmm. that is a type of meditation. Uh, Lexitio Divina is another type of um, meditation. And then John May's method, which is called Christian meditation, which is using a mantra or a sacred word. In that case, Maranatha, which is the Hebrew word for come, Lord, come. So we have our rich history in the Christian tradition it's just not necessarily discussed a lot, but I'm trying to change that. Wow, that's amazing. Do you all hear all of these gems? She's dropping all this <laughs> knowledge, these different examples. This is amazing. And I really appreciate the education and the research that you have done behind these practices. So when it comes to yoga and meditation, these are a lot of it takes a lot of concentration and <laughs> a different form of you know using our brains and using our bodies that a lot of us are not used to right. why even though it's so beneficial why do you think it's so hard for us to practice these forms of stillness and relaxation 
Well, there are a lot of reasons why. Um, one of the top reasons that I've been uh, teaching uh, yoga and meditation for about 10 years, and the resounding reason is really boredom. People mm. uh, here in the United States, we have a tendency to be overly stimulated. So uh, we like to be stimulated. We like to have our hands in something. Yeah, uh, we've been taught that you know, idle hands is the devil's workshop. So we got to <laughs> we got to be doing something, right? Um, and then I also think that it's cultural. You know, when you are able to sit with yourself, it can bring up things that have been suppressed. Mm. Uh, things such as trauma. I find that working in my community whether it is a faith-based community or the African-American community, that there's a lot of trauma that comes up. It's not uncommon when I was teaching classes that someone would be in child's pose crying. Mm. Oh, I just thought about my mom. My mom passed five years ago. I never grieved. I went right back to work. You know, because as a people, we just keep on keeping on. Yeah. And as time goes on, we have these mechanisms in place that we just suppress in order to survive and live. And so I believe that that is one of the, other issues as well boredom being one people don't know how to relax in boredom out of mm -hmm. boredom knowledge is birth wisdom wow come rises to the top so allow yourself to be bored but meditation can also be a trigger sitting in silence uh being still that can bring things to the surface that if you're not prepared to deal with uh, can be very triggering to past trauma Wow. So what would you recommend for someone to know if they're ready to start these kind of practices? Would you say that you need to kind of have a therapist on hand before you start? <laughs> or what do you what do you advise? Well, you know, and, and I, I myself, you know, have a therapist and they even recommend breath work and meditation. And so usually I'm kind of like on the front line when it comes to that. And what I would tell someone is, Find someone that you know, like, and trust, someone that you're comfortable with, and share with them that you would like to start a meditation practice and allow them to lead you and guide you and offer you some tips on what would be maybe a good guided meditation to listen to, or if guided meditation is, is not that person's thing. Just It has to be a relationship, and it has to be a safe space for that person to begin to open up. If they try meditation, they said, that made me feel uncomfortable. What made you feel uncomfortable? And mm -hmm. to begin to digest that and talk about that. Well, I thought about something when I was touched and I don't want to think about that. That is an indicator that that sitting in silence and stillness may not be the right type of meditation for this person right now, that they should possibly seek therapy and possibly engage in maybe a walking meditation, something mm -hmm. that requires a little bit more movement so they can bring their concentration to something else, but also working on that mind-body connection and breath work through movement. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Great points that you brought up that you don't have to practice these things in just one way. So right. there are a lot of different ways that you can get the same benefit, but you find the, the style and the method that works best for you. Yes. Excellent. So yeah. you have shared so much knowledge <laughs> with us since we started this interview. And I know that one of the things that you've been able to do with your business is to share, not just with your audience, but to share your knowledge and expertise on television through yes. morning shows and, and interviews. So how did you even get to that point where <laughs> you felt ready to speak to a television audience? 
Well, I can tell you it's very similar. Uh, someone told me you need to be on TV. <laughs> so just like, <laughs> just like I had that conversation with a coworker, someone kind of had to nudge me along. Uh, but what I can say is God always prepares you for the next thing that he has in store for you. Mm -hmm. So without me even knowing or even thinking about media, I had a desire in me to want to share information. And I started with Periscope. Wow. So I began to share little short wellness segments on Periscope. It wasn't even just about Christian meditation. I was just basically just sharing my wellness journey. Mm -hmm. I was sharing things like, you know, drinking lemon water and moving your body and just a array of different things. But what, what was most important was I got into a consistent pattern of getting used to hearing myself talk, even if no one was there. Yeah. I got into a rhythm of uh, sharing in a coherent way things that were on my heart, my knowledge, and sharing it in a form of a video. And then from there, I moved to Facebook Lives and then to Instagram Lives. And I believe wow. that that was my, that was the ground that really built the foundation for me to feel comfortable enough to even pitch wow. uh, to, to a morning show. And so once, once I felt pretty comfortable doing that, and I did that for like a few years, I still do Facebook lives now, but I'm not on Periscope. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to pitch once I was nudged to go on a morning show and it was a great experience. Wow. So walk us through that a little bit, that, that pitching journey. How did you know what things would work well for a, a morning show? How did you know what to even say? Yeah, I wasn't sure. So I, I had a coach mm -hmm. and I already have a, I love health observations. You know, if you just Google, you'll find like there's some type of observation every day, but mm -hmm. I tend to focus on the monthly observations. And so I think it may have been like March, April, you know, I was in this program and the coach was telling us to really take advantage of uh, finding a hook, mm -hmm. finding a hook, like watching the news, find out what's going on in society and find out if there is a connection with your offerings yeah. and pitch a hook. And so um, May is meditation month and it's also mental health awareness month. Mm -hmm. And there had been, a, during this time, there was a lot of talk around meditation. There were some articles that came out and I said, let me use that as a hook. And so the wow. hook was, Everyone always talks about how meditation is so beneficial. No mm -hmm. one talks about the dark side of meditation, which it can be triggering based on your life experience. Yeah. And so that's what I pitched. I pitched that I wanted to share the pros and the cons of meditation. They thought that was pretty interesting. And so I was able to share that uh, as we observe Meditation Month and Mental Health Awareness. That's excellent. So I really like the points that you that you brought out about finding something that is relevant for the show yeah. audience, because that is really what is key to getting yourself, positioning yourself for television um, interviews and, and even other forms of media interviews. They really want to have experts and people who will share something beneficial to mm -hmm. their audience and maybe something their audience had never heard about or thought about before. So right. that is definitely, you, you use some expert tips there. The first pitch, I didn't get in. Like gotcha. this is like four or five pitches later. So I pitched wow. 
different things. And so you just have to be ready to shift and pivot at any time and just really know That's that good. whatever your expertise is, you got to be prepared to put it in a different form, say it in a different way. Yes. No, that that's definitely an excellent point. And so that's encouragement too, because it is possible for those of you listening who might want to, might wonder if you can pitch media on your own without having a publicist. And you can, but you definitely have to have patience. There is an art and a science to it. And so definitely don't get discouraged if you don't make it the first time. Yes. Process. Definitely. definitely process. Yes. So go back to how you actually thought about your, your talking points and became comfortable because when you're on live TV, you know, that's a little different experience. So talk about that a little bit. It is a different experience. You know, even with, you know, these uh, quote unquote rehearsals that I had with doing Periscope, with doing Facebook lives, when you get on set, it feels totally different. The mm-hmm. atmosphere is different. You're not just looking at your camera. Um, there's not necessarily an audience there. Then there are other guests that are there that are waiting, you know, for, for their shots. So there are other people there. But when they count it down, five, four, three, two, one, and it's on, there are no redos. There's right. no race, There's no delete button. And you can vary if you if you don't stay focused. And I, I believe that meditation really helped me. And mm doing periscopes and doing Facebook lives that you can get really so caught up in your talking points Mm -hmm. that you're not present. And so even while I was there on set, I knew I had the information. So for me, this doesn't work for everyone. I just practice being in the present moment. I Mm. watched the people that were before me. Everybody can't deal with that. But I watched the people that were before me, congratulated them, and I waited for my time and my space. Mm -hmm. I stayed in that meditative space and I began to breathe. But even with all that, you can still just freeze on one. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You can still freeze on one and you just have to give some grace with that. But for me, um, it, it can be very easy for me to get anxious. So anytime I'm in a situation where I have to speak or be on camera or TV, it is imperative upon me to do breathing exercises, to stay fully present, know that I have the information to give, and all I have to do is deliver it in a coherent way that's going to be beneficial for those that are listening. That is all I try to focus on. That's yeah. excellent. That's a great perspective and, and some great strategies for mm-hmm. people who might have a little bit of hesitation about doing media interviews for the first time. Yeah. So that's great. So when it comes to where we are right now in the world, uh, we are in the midst of a global pandemic and we are all you know, dealing with such higher levels of stress than normal. Do you have any tips for those of us who might want to get started adding some more relaxation or some more resting into our daily lives, even in the midst of everything that's going on? Yeah, a very simple way to kind of get into this meditative practice and cultivate a rhythm and a routine is really through breath work. I find that that is like the easiest way because we're already breathing. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily conscious of it every second, but it's a very simple way to incorporate moments of stillness, moments of silence, to allow yourself to get used to some of these contemplative practices, some of these holistic practices. We have all these practices within us already. We just have to bring them to the forefront. And so at any time of, of the day, whether it's for 
uh, one to two minutes. You know, some people have an Apple watch and it tells them when to breathe. Mm -hmm, I think that's, mm -hmm. I think that's actually a great idea. Sometimes you have to just pause and breathe using the breath as a reset, reset the perspective, reset your mood because feelings are always fluctuating throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are not dominated by your feelings. You can change your feelings if you want to. And That's so the good. breath allows you the opportunity to shift. Wow. Take a moment. That's sit, really big. Sit, sit yourself down. Take five deep breaths. Close your eyes. We, we draw in a lot of distractions and information through our eyes, through vision. So sometimes just closing your eyes and giving your eyes a break can do wonders. And when you wow. open your eyes, choose to shift. Wow. That's awesome. Especially when you're on that 10th Zoom call of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at that video, I know that Looking is at the video. a stressor too. So yeah. when you're talking about breathing, are there specific types of breathing that you want to use? I know there's breathing through your nose, breathing out through yeah. your mouth. You know, what is the best type of breathing for calming? So for calming, I would say uh, breathing in through the nose and slowly out through the mouth. Um, I think that is breathing techniques you know they can run the gamut from mm -hmm. breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth or in through the mouth and out through the mouth it just depends on uh what your focus is what, what your end result you're trying to get to but when it comes to just calming yourself down uh simple even breathing maybe breathing in for a count of four and then breathing out the mouth for a count of six almost like bringing the lips together like you're blowing over something really hot that really helps as well. Breathe in and out and allow the breath to become longer and longer. When we allow our exhaling breath to extend the inhaling breath, it invokes that relaxation response in the nervous system. Mm. And systematically and from a scientific standpoint, it allows us to rest and digest. It's, it's all the beauty of science. Wow, that is excellent. This has been such a great conversation. So informative and inspired by research. I, I love yes. it. Yes. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So what do you do, Sherelle, to de-stress? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's very boring. I mean, I am an introvert. Mm -hmm. So I love spending, you know, time by myself. I spend a lot of time in my head just thinking about things, thinking about life. I ponder mm -hmm. all day um, and that keeps me in a space of uh, just calmness. Um, I meditate daily, usually in the morning mm -hmm. and I try to meditate again at night and I love to walk. So when the weather um when the weather is nice, I tend to do a lot of walking meditations oh, awesome. and I find myself just walking and noticing, noticing the different birds, noticing how many different trees can I count and how the leaves look different. And it leaves me more and more in awe of God that he mm -hmm. really created all this and how he's just so intricate and detailed in everything that he does. I learn something new every time I just take a walk outside. So that's, that's what I do to just stay calm and relaxed. I love to walk and observe. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm really glad that you shared your own 
tips for for stress relief because I think a lot of people who are in you know wellness industries or caring industries where you're caring for other people or even just your family where you're caring for yeah. children or caring for different family members and it's very important to make sure that you fill yourself back up after you've poured out to other people yeah, as, as much as, you know, there there's a place for me as it relates to stillness with a more passive form of meditation where you would just sit quietly, mm-hmm. but there there's still that, that track person in me, that cheerleader that I love to move. It doesn't have to be to the extent of cardio, mm-hmm. but just to be outside and walking, I just love to move. Move brings life and energy to me in a way that nothing else does. So, Wow, wow. Well, this has been a great conversation. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. I have learned so much, and I have had the benefit of doing some virtual yoga sessions with Yay. you and <laughs> also learning about meditation as well through your social media channels and Instagram. Instagram. And it's just been such an amazing benefit and a blessing for me personally, and has also helped me to just expand my knowledge and um, just open my mind up to a whole different form of worship. So I really, really enjoyed that. I'm so glad that, that you've been hanging with us and that you were open enough even to just give it a try. Awesome. Awesome. So let us know what is next for you. I know you have some things in the works. Can you give us a little sneak peek? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know, with Mind, Body, Faith being my wellness and lifestyle brand, um, most of those uh, concepts are expressed through my YouTube channel, uh, my Mind, Body, Faith channel. And I want to be able to now put that in the form of products. So I'm in the middle of developing a meditation candle line uh, awesome. for for Christians that uh, you know really want to have uh, some type of tool to help them to cultivate a Christian meditation practice. And candles have a lot of uh, history, uh, very symbolic uh, in our Christian faith, and so definitely drawn to candles. I use candles in my own meditation at night, and so I'm really excited uh, about that, along with some other products that will be used to educate uh, people about living a more meditative lifestyle. And uh, I'm hoping to be able to offer that maybe by the fall or the end of the summer. Awesome. I'll continue to offer uh, content on my YouTube channel, which I'm really excited about, which I meet people from all over. That platform is amazing. It's the number one search engine. So I am just in there like everybody else trying to share what I know in hopes of helping someone. That's excellent. So where can we follow you and find you? So my website is ShirelleMoreTucker.com and you can also find me on Facebook, on Instagram, Sherelle Moore Tucker. And then soon my e-commerce, my products will be available on MindBodyFaith.org. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I will make sure that I put those in the show notes so that all of our listeners can make sure that they can find you and follow you. Yes. And thank you so much for this conversation. This was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you so much for allowing me to share. I hope that people that have been thinking about yoga or whatnot will definitely do their own research, pray, ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and discernment in all things that you do, not just yoga, but everything. (laughs) Yes, yes. That is a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Sherelle. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know what you thought about today's show. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and share with a friend. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and you can find me on Instagram at smccoyjoy. That's S-M-C-C-O-Y, joy. If you're a business owner in need of public relations or communications support, reach out to us at missionkeycommunications.com. We also want to hear about your confidence and creativity journey. Send us an email or DM with your story, and you might be featured on an upcoming show. Until next time, show up confidently. 